Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew. I'm Andrew. And I'm Kelly. 2022 is over. This is the last episode of 2022. How do you, how, how, how do you feel, Kelly, now that we've been through a full year of talking games? Because last year was, we started like May. May. Yeah. So I this feel is the good. first 12 months. Yeah, I feel good. I feel very much accomplished. I feel robust and well-rounded. <laughs> oh my gosh, robust is back. To have I Hey man, it's a good word. Okay? There was an episode where that you said that word like four times. Well, let me be clear. Let me be clear. That's my Obama impression. Let me be clear. Sorry. Um <laughs> Are you not even gonna say what you're clear about? You're just gonna do I'm your cl- Obama impression? Here, so I don't like I wouldn't regularly use that word, but my job has me editing and writing and sometimes an editor or I'm sorry sometimes a writer whose work I'm editing will use the word robust a lot and then I say wow that's a really good word to describe something that's very well rounded and complete so yeah sometimes I start using it yeah so you're saying talking games is robust sure of 2022 I would say yeah it was pretty robust last year just less robust because it started in May yeah I think we're pretty thorough yeah. Uh, Kelly, we have a special episode lined up for the people. We're going to do a two-parter. Wow. That means this will be the last episode of the calendar year, but part two will be the first first episode of next year for you. This will still come out on Tuesdays. Well, you already know. If you're listening to this, it's, it's Tuesday or later. You know it came out on time. Um, it's like the last Twilight movie. This is Breaking the, Dawn yeah. Part One. This is break, part two. Breaking Kelly Part One and Part Two. <laughs> wow, that sounds scary. I don't want to be broken. <laughs> well, Dragon Age isn't on the list, so you're already broken. Uh, <laughs> uh, so early to be so cruel to me in this way. <laughs> early Kelly. in the year. Early in uh, the episode. It's not early, early in the, in the year. It's December 23rd when we're recording, and this is coming out on December 27th. It's oh, not early. Right. It's very okay. late. You're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> I, retra- I retract that statement, but I will say it's early in the day to be cruel to me, and it's, it's early in the episode one, to be cruel to me. It's 1.30 p.m. Well, usually we record a lot later, so. Yeah, but it's. To me, it's early okay. for us to be recording. The sun is high in the sky, but you can't see it right now, so. Well, Kelly, we have a list in front of us, a comprehensive list of all, or at least like 90%, of the major video games coming out in 2023. Figure yeah. we'll do the same thing as last year. Go through our list, discuss what's coming out, tell the audience some dates, give them an idea of when everything's coming out, if they forget or if they just need it reiterated. And then we'll discuss our thoughts, say what we're excited for, you know, express our thoughts on the, the biggest games such as Maybe Dead Island 2. <laughs> that's your most anticipated game, right, Kelly? Uh, sure. Yeah. And we'll then pretend that that's true. I feel like this is rude to say because I know that the audience has to wait a week. But we'll end off this uh, special episode with our most anticipated games for next year. So you'll have to tune in next week 
to hear that one. But why don't we just hop in and start going through the list of games coming out in 2023? Let's do that. Uh, So obviously, January, beginning of the year, fresh start, ready for some fresh games. Um, Starting with the 13th with One Piece Odyssey. Uh, You have no thoughts, do you? I have no thoughts. You know, I have never seen One (laughs) Piece. Well, that's not true. I used to... Way back in the day, on Toonami, it was like Naruto. It, it it was like Naruto and One Piece were like the two really big ones that they would play. So I would always watch Naruto, and then One Piece would be on after it, and I would stop watching because I didn't like One Piece. Um, and One Piece has been going on for a very long time because that was back when I was like a child, like a youthful baby child. Um, but I have no attachment to this game whatsoever, so... I think it looks really good. It looks very impressive for like a a licensed JRPG. I think it looks very uh I just want to say robust. It looks like <laughs> it looks like there's a lot of mechanics and it looks well uh polished and lots of fun. Um yeah. It's not for me because I also don't care much about One Piece, but I feel like if you're a One Piece fan, this isn't like this is an incredible product because it looks amazing. The gameplay looks really fun, and it looks like there's a really interesting story. Um, it's frustrating because... Uh, so we have the trailers that we're watching while we discuss all this. And um, YouTube has this feature where it has hot spots, which is like the most viewed parts of videos. Um, and it really makes me question what the One Piece audience is interested in. Because <laughs> all of the hot spots is just like... Uh, you know certain, what it is. Certain characters that are certain, they have certain uh, large endowments. So oh, wow. it's hard to skip around this trailer. But anyway, I think that the turn-based combat looks really good. And I think the world looks really pretty. And it looks like a fun one to explore. I think if it was a like more generic RPG and not a, a property that I didn't know about, I would actually be really interested. It looks really nice. But uh, as it stands, I think this is an exciting one for One Piece fans, at least. Yes, uh, very exciting for One Piece fans. And I agree, it looks fun. But you know what looks even more fun to me, personally, Kelly? And me. And I, I agree. And yeah. Andrew. Okay. And Andrew. Way to steal my thunder, Andrew. <laughs> um, <laughs> on January 19th, uh, Persona 4 Golden and Persona 3 Portable are coming to Xbox Game Pass. So that includes Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and uh, Windows. Game Pass on Windows, which is very exciting because I have Game Pass on Windows. Um, and I, while Persona 4 Golden is available on Steam, now I can play it for a measly $10 a month. And finally, after years and years and years of um, bringing my poor PSP back to life, back from the dead, <laughs> uh, now I can just play Persona 3 Portable on my computer. I don't have to pray and hope that my PSP hasn't finally died, which actually it has. So uh, now I'll finally be able to play Persona 3 Portable again. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'll finally be able to play it for the first time. I've wow. been wanting to play it for a really long time, and I'm not going to buy a PS. Well, I have a PSP, but Persona 3 Portable is expensive. I'm not going to go get a copy of that to play it on a console I don't like. You I'll could just... have borrowed my copy. It's not like I can use it anymore. Yeah, but I don't want to use a PSP. <laughs> you <laughs> True <know>? enough. <laughs> like I, if I, I'd get it on Switch, but 
it's free on Game Pass. So it's exciting because it's coming to Switch, which is really cool for like people who have Switch and such. But as a Xbox owner who has Game Pass, I'll, I'll just play it on there. And I'm really excited to experience it for the first time. Yeah, Persona 3 is interesting. Um, I think that it's just different because obviously there is a, a female main character that you can play as, which is just not the case in 4 or 5. So yeah. it just adds a different layer to the story that um, might even be more exciting for, you know, classic Persona 3 fans. Um uh, just a day after that, on January 20th, uh, you'll also be busy perhaps playing the new Fire Emblem game, Fire Emblem Engage. Um, we just saw a pretty extensive trailer for it at the Game Awards, uh, which makes sense because um, it's coming out in like a few weeks. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I personally will be playing, begrudgingly playing this on release day. Uh I just can't resist. I love Fire Emblem. I just, it's really going to, it's going to be a hurdle for me uh, to deal with uh, the character designs, but that's okay um, because maybe I'll get to see Claude again. I don't know if I want to pay for DLC, but uh, <laughs> I would love I to see I was going to say that again. makes the game cost $90 at launch instead of 60 Oh my God. Are you serious? Well, yeah, because it's, if you pre-order the expansion pass. It's 60 It's not 40 The new Fire Emblem? Yeah, of course it's sixty. It's a full. It's a full game. Oh, are you? Really is it like me... one of those things where you're mentally just like, this is a short game? Well, it kind of gives me the vibe of like a not a mainline game. No, this is this is the direction of Fire system. Emblem now. Okay. Uh... I I've gotten to the point where I'm amused by every time this game comes up. It's just Kelly, like, you know. Like she's up, she's upset, and she doesn't know how to explain it. Even though you do, because you don't like the character designs, and you also don't like that it's all a bunch of old characters included. the 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 gameplay itself looks really, really great. I think that's like the one thing that's like really still selling me. Yeah, I think it looks interesting. It looks fun. I just don't get it. I feel like Three Houses was so different for Fire Emblem, and I feel like it's strange to me that they are not going back to that formula that they're doing something completely new not completely new but they're doing something new that i don't know i mean it's It's surprising to me too because i would have expected them to either continue the three houses train or go back to like what fates and awakening did but this looks like a whole new direction like something completely new which is bold and if it works like that's awesome Obviously, we won't really know till if it works until until a few weeks from now when it comes out. I'm also like, I feel like we found about this game yesterday. You know, September is really not that long ago, and it coming out in January is insane to me. Yeah, I'm 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 starting to feel a little Fire Emblemed out. I'm not gonna lie to you. What Fire Emblem? Oh, if you just played like Awakening this year, or is it just because of the Warrior style game that you played earlier? Just warriors and. I guess Three Hopes came out in 2019. I mean, Three Houses came out in 2019, so that wasn't that short of a turnaround. It just feels like, wow, we're getting a lot. Well, yeah, because we got Three Houses and then DLC and then Three Hopes. And, like, we've been constantly inundated with advertisement for uh, Heroes, 
So even yeah. if you're not playing that, you're still seeing it a lot. So Fire Emblem is definitely one of those series that Nintendo's like, don't forget about it. It's like, well, we can't. <laughs> I have another complaint. Yeah. Corin's eyes are purple in the trailer. Uh-huh. That's not, are is that, are all of the characters' eyes, like all the summons' eyes look purple to me? Maybe it's because they're like. Oh, yeah, red and blue, I guess. I That's so gonna... stupid. I hate this. Okay, sorry. Sorry, that yeah, outburst was not Corrin's necessary. eyes are definitely red in the in the original game. <sighs> I'm pumped. I'm really, I'm excited for this game to come out for our podcast because that means I feel like we're coming at this game from such different directions because like I completely understand your reservations. I just, I just don't have them. Yeah. And I like, I love when you and I don't agree because then it's always just an interesting conversation because we don't get like, we've disagreed on the show plenty of times. We've never been angry. We never, like <laughs> it, ne- it never becomes uncivil. So I'm excited to hear. Yeah. Where, we usually we fight off the show. Yeah. We wait till we turn it off and then we're like, I hate you. <laughs> and then we fight in person. Like and then, physically. <laughs> then we're like, see you next week for the next podcast. <laughs> um, Kelly Sp- Back to the Game Pass train and uh, also PlayStation. That was a bad way of transitioning into the fact that Monster (laughs) Hunter Rise is coming to Xbox, Windows, and PlayStation. It is coming out. We talked about it on the show, but it's coming out on January 20th, and it is also coming to Game Pass. I'm interested because I wanted to play Monster Hunter Rise, didn't get around to it, and then kind of got into this mindset of like, well, maybe I'll just play World because it's like, a much more polished looking game because it's not on switch. Um, and now they have monster hunter rise, which like I've heard is a slightly worse entry point, but very good. Once you're in it, you know, you play this game, right? Mm-hmm. I did. It's like actually more gameplay focused than most of them. Right. It's like they took away a lot of the story and just let you enjoy the game. Yeah. And I, and I think that it actually performed pretty well on the switch. Um, but it, it would be, I mean, I think this is the right way to, to, to go because it will unlock potential, obviously, with the 60 frames and 4K and 3D audio. And um, I really enjoyed the gameplay. I thought it was fun. But yeah, it's not, there's not really a whole lot. It's not super substantial in terms of like story or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but if you're a fan of Monster Hunter, you'll like this game. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I really, I, because I've been saying I want to get into Monster Hunter for, I don't know, years, probably. Like, since World came out, I've been saying I want to get into it, but I never have. This is a bad day to come out for for me, because I want to play Persona 3 Portable and Fire Emblem Engage that both come out within 24 hours of this. Yeah. So I, I will probably get to it, especially since it's on Game Pass, why wouldn't I? But, like... I, I kind of wish it came out when there was nothing else, <laughs> but that's yeah. not, I mean, we'll talk about this more. That's not really an option. There is no dead spots in this year so far in this coming year. Yeah. Um, Four days after that on January 24th, we get the much anticipated, the much delayed release <laughs> of Forspoken on PlayStation 5. Um, I, I was pumped for this game. And then that demo came out during the Game Awards, and I'm less pumped now. But I am supremely curious to see, like, what the critical reviews say, because I feel like this might be the kind of game that just starts iffy, and they were foolish enough to use that as the demo instead of a really fun late game thing. 
I guess we'll find yeah. out. I guess my re- my reservation with that is it's like the demo is what you want people is what you want to draw people in. So if the demo took people out, <laughs> it doesn't bode well. Yeah. I mean, it makes me think about like the Final Fantasy 15 demo that was pretty bad and that game was good. So yeah. maybe this team just can't make demos. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. I guess we'll find out in a few weeks. It's also weird to me that this game's coming out after like we saw it with a PlayStation 5 reveal with like very little information, just a lot of cool movement mechanics. And now it's finally almost here after like what feels like 10 delays. I'm excited for that reason, that it's finally coming out after all those postponements. Mm-hmm. Another game that is dropping three days after that, January 27th, is the remake of Dead Space 1. I wasn't interested in this game because I was interested in Callisto Protocol, but then Callisto Protocol came out and it was kind of middling due to a lot of problems. I have not gotten to that yet, and I probably will eventually, but it makes me wonder if maybe this game will have more merit than I was giving credit for, you know? Because I was like, oh, Callisto Protocol looks like a brand new Dead Space. Why would I play a remake of the first? But now I'm like, oh, maybe the remake of the first will end up being the best way to get into this, like, this, uh, what would you call it? Space horror. Yeah. Have you played the original Dead Space? No. Oh, I see. I mean, I could for free on Game Pass. We'll see. You might as well wait till the remake. That's the thing. But, like, I also don't want to pay $70 for it, so we'll, hopefully my library will get it or it'll drop in price really fast. It's it's a really intense game. I mean, Dead Space, I, I didn't play Callisto Protocol, but from what I've read and seen, it, it's really just, it's like not, it's like a not good version of Dead Space. It looks Dead Space, so good, though. That's the disappointment. Dead Space 3 is not, uh, like, the first two games, the first game is great. Um, and it sets the t- it. It really is sort of a. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, it is like, not the OG space horror, but when you say when when you say dead space and you say space horror and and and, um, dead space is usually the first thing that comes to mind. I feel like it's the first one games. that like successfully adapted that sort of alien, uh, horror elements into a into a video game successfully because obviously there were like there were literal alien video games already but this yeah. feels like the culmination of that yeah um i'm not gonna play the remake but unless i mean unless it goes on sale but uh i think it's a good thing because i think this ip this intellectual property uh deserves a little bit of love after how long it's been and how poorly the last entry performed yeah and and was created so that's january kelly that's january and now it's february and you may know this uh but on february 10th uh a little game called hogwarts legacy is coming out um it's the harry potter game uh not only do i think that it's not worth it, but it also doesn't really look that good. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm going to keep it a buck same with boat. you. It doesn't really look that good. And I don't really want to support its um, 
Well, we talked about it. But it's like, is it worth it? I mean, I don't know. No, it doesn't look like it to me. I don't know. I feel like it's there's there's no clear discourse on this game because like I see like a lot of like people post posting pictures of all the games coming out next year and they're all excited for them and one of them's Hogwarts Legacy and I'm like oh because nobody I talk to has ever expressed interest in this game to me so I'm like who is excited for this game somebody I'm sure but then the discourse also, like, online, it's hard to have a clear discourse when it just fades into the discussion of, like, oh, well, you know, J.K. Rowling's getting money for this, and she just continues to double down on her horrendous, uh, I think opinions would be a generous word, her her <laughs> her hate speech, you know? So yeah. I don't want to support this game for that reason. I think the only way I would play this game is if it was incredibly well-received and it was at my local library, so I wasn't financially supporting anybody. Because as it stands, I I, I personally can't financially support that author, even if the game comes out and it's like a perfect game. Yeah. I feel like this game is going to underperform, honestly. I just, I don't know. I just have a feeling. You're right. There's not like a whole lot. I mean, at least in circles that I've, i'm in or i've seen there's not really a whole lot of hype about it um i don't know i also feel like the combat just looks fine like it looks like a weird amalgamation of like arkham combat where you don't actually touch the enemies that's how i feel like it looks to me yeah so i think this game would be more compelling if there were more like role-playing elements but it looks a little bit railroady i'm not gonna lie i know it's open world but i wish this was a new ip that if if it was a new ip i'd look at it so differently you know because then they could also create new create new races create new ideas new magic spells because i'm sure they're not allowed to touch a lot of that this is an adaptation of what already exists versus a uh a new idea field product yeah we'll see i mean maybe it'll do really good who knows i mean i'm probably not gonna buy i'm not gonna buy it but yeah i think that's the thing is like even if it turns out good i don't think you'll be hearing a lot about it on talking games because both of us are of that opinion of not wanting to financially support jk rowling so the best way that we could play it is to rent it or get it used or something yeah now andrew happy valentine's day I think that's a little preemptive, but I appreciate it. (laughs) On February 14th, 2023, Valentine's Day, you could play the game Blanc, which uh, is a little deer and a little fox or wolf cub. I'm sorry, a wolf, Um, a little deer and a little wolf have to adventure in a snowy wilderness. Um, This is a highly stylized game. It is a co-op game um, for the Nintendo Switch. I think this game looks really, really cute. It's making me emotional already. It's coming out on Valentine's Day. Uh, It's just a recipe for success. I also just, I can't handle it. I can't handle watching the trailer for it. So I can't, I'm not going to talk about it anymore. What can't, it's it's just so cute? Okay. It's so cute. And I just, I can't. Deep breaths, deep breaths. (laughs) 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 They're just so cute. Oh my God. I'm excited for this one. Can't deal with it anymore. Me too. Um, sorry. 
It's I'm okay. done crying. A few days later, on February 21st, uh, Atomic Heart is coming out, which we've talked about a lot on the show. Um, uh, Robots, uh, kind of Bioshocky gameplay uh, action RPG. These are the buzzwords I'm coming up with. Um, I'm probably not going to play this game, but it does look kind of cool. I will. Um, yeah, I know. We've been, like I said, we kind of talked about it a lot, so I don't have a whole lot to say, but I know Andrew's excited for this game. Um, I'm very curious. I feel like there's a there's a lot of uh public discourse about Russia right now, <laughs> rightfully so. I'm do you think? hopeful for the developers' <laughs> sake that that doesn't actually affect the the game at all because you know it's not like they're russian sleeper agents that are coming to wash our brains they're making a very stupid looking fun game so i hope That's for their sake they want that you the, to think yeah i'm sure that the robots that you have to fight in this game are gonna teach me that like russia is a great place <laughs> uh, i just feel like it's it's interesting that there's more than one game that is affected by the like russian discourse right now that's on this yeah. list. Yeah. But I'm I'm still excited to play it. Plus, it's on Game Pass. So like, why wouldn't I play it? Game Pass. Game Sass. You can cut that part out. I won't. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> same day. <laughs> I'm not cutting that out. Please. Same day as that, we get the release of the sort of, sort of first ever entry in the Like a Dragon series. It's not actually the first entry. It's just the first entry that's changing the name from Yakuza to Like a Dragon. This is Like a Dragon Ishin, which is a uh, a game set in the distant Japanese past, following the characters that you know from the Yakuza series, but now as new characters in a far different environment. I think this game looks awesome. I've been wanting a new... Uh, like a dragon game. It's going to take me a long time to start calling it that without hesitation because I just want to say Yakuza. Um, but I feel like this is a good transition point. They're, I think they're being smart about how they're transitioning the title into the new series because they're using first this like spinoff and then the next one's going to be also sort of a spinoff. Um, I think it looks really cool. It's re- exciting to see this game that was only released in Japan getting remade and released in the West. Um, you don't have any attachment to the series, but I'm curious what you think, if you think it looks interesting or if you sort of think it looks, I don't know, boring. No, I think it looks cool. Um, I'm not going to buy it, but I think it looks cool. And I think it's, like you said, it's kind of a nice transition to the new era, so to speak, of like a dragon rather than Yakuza. Um... And I think it's interesting that they're going back in time. I think that's, well, interesting. (laughs) Thank you for your... I don't have a whole lot to say. (laughs) I'll be be jumping on this game, uh, if not on release date shortly after, just because so many things are coming out around it. But if that's not your cup of tea and you have uh, several hundred dollars to throw away, (laughs) February 24th. PlayStation VR 2 launches along with Horizon Call of the Mountain as well as another few games that are available. Um, 
Okay, Kelly, let's talk about this. Assuming that there isn't a $550 price tag attached to it. Okay? Right. Assume right. that your PlayStation 5 can just like transformer morph into a VR headset out of the box. You already have it and you can play this game. Are you interested? No. Oh. Not even if it's free? No. Okay. Is it because VR makes you sick? Yeah. I can't get, like, dedicated to a VR game because it's a lot of commitment because I can't – you can't wear VR for, like, extended periods of time. So the game either has to be really short or you have to play it in really short sessions, which just doesn't really seem worth it to me. Um. I also don't have a whole lot of interest in the Horizon universe. I think it's cool. I think it's neat. I've never felt overly attached to it. Um, I think the design of it is really nice, though. And I think that it looks good. Uh, I think it's very pleasing to look at. And I'm sure that it will be... I mean, I would hope it would be pleasing to look at because it is going to be like a bajillion dollars. But <clears throat> I would we're love- not talking about that. Let's talk about that now because that's extremely relevant. I know I said let's not, but like I'd love to try PSVR 2, but I don't know how I'm going to do that because I'm not going to pay that much money. Nobody I know is going to pay that much money. Uh, I don't think they'll have a lot of units in stores. And also, VR is kind of a gross thing to try at stores. Yeah, that's a good point. So it'll probably be a long time before I see what this technology is capable of which is disappointing but hey i'm not paying that much money there's no chance of me paying that much money ever yeah coming out february 24th sequel to octopath traveler octopath traveler 2 bet you didn't see that that name coming (laughs) um this is coming to playstation systems and nintendo switch and pc i didn't know that till just now um I'm pumped for this game. I think I've talked plenty on this show about 2D HD team. They made Octopath Traveler, obviously, and Live Alive and Triangle Strategy. And I think they're just an incredible team. And this game looks even better than some of their other games. They're really, they've just nailed this art style completely. I'm pumped for this. I think it'll be a fun RPG. Um, Again, coming out at a very busy time. So it's really going to push what I'm capable of gaming wise. But hey. I'm still excited for it. I think this is going to be a really fun one and one that I look forward to greatly. Yeah. Do you want to hear something crazy? I might play it too. <gasps> Wait, really? Yeah. That is crazy. I, I downloaded Octopath Traveler from Game Pass and I have to play that. Um, and if I do play that, then I would like to play the second one as well. And I wow. agree. I think the, the design of it is really nice. I, the characters look awesome. Um I love when characters look different. Yeah. I love when they look different from one another, especially especially female characters, because it's easy to make male characters look different from one another, but sometimes it's harder for female characters because they are sort of expected to fit a certain mold, if you know what I'm talking about. Um, uh, with Japanese RPGs, yeah, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited to see uh, the characters in this game, and I think I would like to play it. So I have to uh, get my ish together and uh, play the first one because I've had it downloaded from Game Pass for like months now. You could just skip the first one also. It's a new character, so. That's true. 
You know what I'm not going to skip, though? The month of March. Because not only is it the month of my birthday, but there's also quite a few games coming out in March. That's also impossible. Are you going to talk about that part? <laughs> well, if I like went into a coma, then I it might not. Anyway. I don't think that's um, skipping. I think that's being in a coma. <laughs> All right. Um, on March 3rd, so right at the top of the month, um, Wolong Fallen Dynasty is coming out from Koei Tecmo. Um, this game, I can't even remember when it was first re- revealed, but it's a, it's like an action sword game. Uh, not a warrior's game. It's a Souls-like, I would it's say. It's a Souls-like. It's made by the Neo team, so. Yeah. So that's cool. I'm probably not going to play it. No? It's on Game Pass. Meh. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I just, like, I'm not into it, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I played the demo and I thought it was great, but I was also like, eh, this is too hard, and I don't, that's really hard. Hey, are you going to um become a pirate on March 9th? Sure. When you play Skull and Bones for Kelly, the first time ever in your life? Kelly, nobody's going to be playing Skull and Bones on March 9th. <laughs> this game's not coming out March 9th. Okay. Yeah. Hear me out. Okay. What if it does? If then it does, what? I think it'll come out middling and it will be forgotten after three weeks. <laughs> uh, Skull and Bones is coming out March 9th. Uh, I have no strong opinions, no strong thoughts. Probably won't play it. I don't know if it's actually coming out on March 9th. This game has been delayed about a thousand times um, and it doesn't look good. So... That trailer that we are looking at still says November 8th in the description. Yeah. I think it says it's coming to Stadia on November (laughs) 8th. Yeah, I think they might be um, abandoning that series. But you know what series is not being abandoned is the uh, Jedi Star Wars Jedi series from EA. Um, Star Wars Jedi Survivor is coming out March 17th. That's uh, St. Patrick's Day for all of our Irish fans. That makes sense because Cameron Monaghan's Irish. I'm Irish too. You don't see me talking about it. I don't think Cameron Monaghan <laughs> talks about it. I think I just know that. <laughs> well, his name's his last name's Monaghan, so that's a pretty good indicator. I can't really avoid might be it. Sc- okay. Anyway, we don't have to talk about the etymology of his uh, name, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is exciting. Um, we got the release date at the Game Awards uh, a couple weeks ago. And this is a direct sequel to Jedi Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which came out in 2019. 19? I don't know. I haven't played it. But, uh, yeah. I think this I probably looks, won't play this. It, looks, it looks really good. good. Like, I don't know. I, I've said it before. I said this when they revealed it. I feel so bad for you that this is coming before Dragon Age, but it looks really yeah because it's like it, feel fe- it feels like this is like you said the inspiration for why Dragon Age is taking so long because they restarted it so they could make it like truly single player or reformed it at least. I am constantly persecuted for my love of Dragon Age. Um, I am belittled. I am mocked. I am shamed every day. Are you just I get talking on this about podcast. when I when I apologize? No, now I feel bad. It's gotten to the point where it's just truly like feeling bad for you. Don't feel bad because it's coming out next year. <laughs> we'll just move on. Kelly, uh, <laughs> the series that I feel similarly to you uh, 
as you do to Dragon Age, I think I said that stupid, is Bayonetta, <laughs> which uh, both of us were waiting equally long for Dragon Age and Bayonetta 3, except my game actually came out. Um, and then a couple days after it came out, they announced that they're making another one, and it's coming out March 17th. Um, That's St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. So I feel like. You know, Bayonetta's Irish. No, she's. She no, might she's... be. What's her last name? It's, she doesn't have one of those. All right, so she's Irish. There. Okay, Bayonetta's Irish. Yeah. She's Umbrin, is what she witch. is. She's Umbrin. Well. Bayonetta just... Origins, Ceresa and the Lost Demon. Sorry, Kelly. I just got to move on. <laughs> uh, is coming out to Nintendo Switch November 17th. This is, I'm oh, sorry, March 17th. This is a uh, third-person action game. <laughs> Not like Bayonetta, though. It's more um, fixed camera angle kind of situation, much different combat, much more puzzle-focused, and a storybook art style. I won't talk about this too much because we talked about it during the Game Awards episode, but I think it looks really good. Um, not what I'd expect from Bayonetta. I think I'm more excited for it now that I've stepped back and like accepted that it's so different. So it's been a good couple weeks for developing that opinion. Um, we'll see how I feel in March. It might be one of those games I wait a couple weeks to play, see what the reception's like, and see if I can get it from the library. I say that too much. But, like, if I could not pay for a game, why would I pay for the game? That's why I say it so much. We should be sponsored by your local library. I don't think that they'd want that. Why not? Because they're they, they books. They show books. That's their thing. Well, they obviously also have games, so. Well, I don't want to say which library I go to because then our listeners are going to say, ooh, that's a good library full of video games. I'm going to go take the ones that Andrew wants. Oh. Okay. Leaving early access March 22nd is Have a Nice Death, a uh, side-scrolling roguelite starring Death. I am so excited for this game. I think the art style is incredible, and I feel like we found about this game like a billion years ago. I know it was Game Awards 2021, or yeah, that's right. But it feels like it's been longer than that, especially because like I thought it was coming out 2022, but that was actually early access they were talking about. And now we're finally getting it in March of this year. Are you excited for this game? Yes. I love any game where you can be a little guy. I think without these games where you can be a little guy, the entire games industry would fall apart. Um, Can I ask? So that's, you, you'd like to be little guys. How do you feel being Leon guys? He's a little guy. Leon is tall. Mm. Leon Kennedy. Oops. Height. Physically, he is not a little guy. Oh, he's littler mentally, than me. Mentally and emotionally, he is a little guy to me. I don't like knowing that I'm taller than Leon Kennedy. How tall is he? 5'11". Oh. Well, when you're 5'11", you can basically just call yourself six feet. Yeah, but then people who are actually six feet, such as myself, feel like my my height is being uh, stolen from me. <laughs> Leon also doesn't say that. Leon tells the truth. Leon says Why are we talking about Leon Kennedy, Andrew? Because Resident Evil 4 Remake is launching on March 24th for PlayStation and Xbox and PC. I'm pumped for this game. I think it looks so freaking good. Leon! I don't think we'll be hearing that so much. Do you not think? I think, I think she will be drastically toned down. Well, then I'm not playing. 
Are you actually not playing? Or are you playing it? No, I am. I am. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like this is like really up there as one of those exciting games. Yeah, definitely. It Very looks exciting. So good. It looks so good. It looks so good. It does look good. Leon looks good. Leon? Leon looks good. <laughs> he um, looks five foot 11 to me. <laughs> he looks six foot to me. <laughs> he looks shorter than me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm excited for this one. Remember when I played Resident Evil 4 VR? I just couldn't get over the sensation that I was one inch shorter. Like I was like, wow, this feels real <laughs> this feels really realistic, but I feel one inch shorter than real life. What's going on with that? And now I know why. Uh <laughs> Kelly, if Resident Evil 4 is not your bag, maybe four days later you'll be able to play Crime Boss Rock A City, and that'll be your bag. I don't think it will be because uh I don't think that applies to anybody. If you want to play wanted- this Yeah. If I wanted to play Payday 3, or I'm sorry, if I wanted to play Payday 2, I would play Payday 2. What about Payday Grand Theft Auto combined with Chuck Norris and Vanilla Ice? And Vanilla Ice. And Vanilla Ice. We don't need to talk about the and Vanilla Ice again, because I don't want to think about Vanilla Ice in my life, let alone while I'm making a podcast for our listeners. (laughs) Uh, I have no interest in this game whatsoever. No, I don't think anybody does. Wow. That's tough. And that's March. I do have interest <laughs> in the That's March. I do have interest in the game in the uh month of April. Um April seventh is the release date for the Super Mario Brothers movie. Um You know him, you love him. It's me, it's a me. <laughs> that's Mario. <laughs> Sound like um, more more like Mario than a certain voice actor who plays him. Yeah, thank you. Um, I am open to work. <laughs> um, yeah, we've talked about it a lot, but just we have. Let's just say, okay. Are you excited? Sure. On a scale of one to ten, how excited are you for the Mario movie? How excited are you to see the Mario movie in theaters with me for this podcast? Probably like a six. Okay. I was going to say a seven, so I feel like we're very similar there. I'm excited to... I don't go to the movies a lot anymore. Yeah. uh, Because a lot of stuff just comes out on streaming like three weeks later. But um, I'm excited to go to the movies and eat popcorn and have a rum and coke slushy and watch the Super Mario Brothers movie with you. Um, And I'm excited to see uh, Luigi... I'm excited to see Peach, or I guess I should say here. And I'm excited to hear Bowser and Donkey Kong. Um, Mario, I could take or leave, which That's is That's the thing. Funny. Is I'm excited to see everybody. I'm not that excited to hear many people. <laughs> like, I'm excited yeah. to hear probably Bowser. And that's about it. I'm excited to see everybody else. And I'm like, I think Charlie Day will do fine. I think Anya Taylor will probably do fine. I think... I'm excited to see characters. I'm not that excited to hear them. <laughs> yeah, and I'm excited to see the movie. It looks it looks like visually it looks very pleasing and yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be a fun time. I think if you have a few of those rum and cooks co- oh, coke slushies, you'll <laughs> you'll have a real good time with this movie. I think the visuals of this movie would be incredible with a few of those rum and coke slushies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um 
Unfortunately, uh, when you play Horizon Burning Shores on April 19th, you won't be having any rum and coke slushies. Why? Um, I don't know, because do you have a slushy machine at your house? No, but couldn't you just put rum and coke in like the freezer and then mix it all up at once it's kind of frozen? Rome's not going to freeze. Why'd you say Rome? It's Rome's. <laughs> uh, alcohol doesn't freeze. Um, yeah, but a rum and coke would become slushy, right? The coke would. The rum would just be all watery. Well, they wouldn't sep. Wouldn't they kind of like. I don't think I feel so. like this is not a discussion we need to have. <laughs> anyway, uh, for, uh, Horizon. Horizon. <laughs> talk. Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores is coming out on April 19th. It's going to provide fi- 5G service. 5G, it's going to put the 5G chip in my arm. Um, we're going to see the Hollywood sign blow up. That's pretty much all we know about this game right now. I mean, this uh, DLC right now. I'm not excited. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's cool, but it's kind of like um, we've talked. I mean, we talked about it. We don't have to talk about it more. Um, but April twenty eighth, day of all days, uh, many many moons ago, a little game called Dead Island two was kind of announced, and then they were like, "Just kidding, we're never making this game." Um, and then they were like, "Just kidding again, we are making it, and it's coming out April twenty eighth." So if you are so excited to play Dead Island 2 like I know you are, Andrew. Uh, you don't have to wait that long because it's coming out in the spring. Hang on. Let me um. Do you want to know how excited I am to play Dead Island 2? Yes. Oh, wow. How loud was that? It wasn't too bad. I screamed I mean, into I definitely... a pillow because I'm so excited. Yeah. I mean, I definitely heard it. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah? all I have. That's all I got for you. I'm I'm okay. I'm not excited for this game. Who cares? I'm so excited to see how it turns out. Yeah. Not yeah. because I ex- want to play it, just cuz I'm curious like is it going to come out an absolute mess or is it going to be like fine? Did you play the first one? No. Hmm. I've seen a bunch of it. I I when I was in like what, the 7th grade when this game was big, maybe the 8th grade. Uh I watched my friend Aaron play it. At his at his house when we were young children. I like how you call it the eighth grade. And the seventh grade. What? You didn't say when I was in seventh grade. You said when I was in the seventh grade. Yeah? Is that weird? Maybe it's like a regional thing. I don't know. You're a regional thing. Oh! Speaking <laughs> of regional things, May 12th, coming to actually all regions, uh, is Zelda. Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. I'm sorry, The Legend of Zelda, Tears <laughs> of the Kingdom. Coming to Nintendo Switch, sequel to Critical Darling, Breath of the Wild. Finally here, what, six years later? That's crazy. Um, I don't even know what to say. What do you say? What do you say about Tears of the Kingdom? A game that we know so little about but somehow still carries this incredible excitement and energy behind it. I think we just have to be like Link and emulate what Link says. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't like that one. (laughs) I don't know. That's what he makes, right? When he's like, he's about to fall and he's like, stop, stop doing it. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if he'll make that sound when he lands on that big old flying device in Tears of the Kingdom. 
the flying saucer. I hope there's aliens in this game. There might be. No, it's not. It's literally like a bird. Saucer is a circle. There's aliens in Majora's Mask. What does that have to do with Tears of the Kingdom? I'm just saying there's precedent for aliens in a Zelda game. Speaking of the precedent. It's really not what I said, but. Two weeks after Tears of the Kingdom, we're going to see the release of Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Um, I think we need to see more of this game. The gameplay trailer that we saw last year, which is crazy to think about. No, that was, what year is it right now? That, yeah, was, that was two years ago, wasn't it? 2020? No. Uh, so the trailer, I'm talking about the one that came out in 2021. Oh, where they're like on top of, a, they're like on a rooftop or something. Yeah, and then they fight a bunch of people and then the Flash is there. I think it was at the Game Awards of 2021. Yes, that, I think you're right. That trailer was incredible and the gameplay looked real good. And I think... We were slated to see another really good gameplay trailer at this Game Awards, but in all likelihood, after the passing of Kevin Conroy, they decided to pivot to a trailer kind of honoring him, which I think was the right choice. Um, But now that we're past that and the game is less than six months away, I think it's appropriate to see some more extensive gameplay because the gameplay we saw was definitely heavily edited and also like there's no UI, so we don't really know what it looks like when you're playing. Um... I'm also curious because they're supposed to be, if it's supposed to let you play multiplayer, like how does that work? How easy is it to play without multiplayer? Um, There's a lot of questions I have, but I'm honestly pretty excited for the game. I think it looks really nice and I love Rocksteady and I am excited for the game they've been working on ever since Arkham Knight came out. Yeah. I'm excited for you. Hey, what month comes after May? I don't know, one where it's not negative four degrees outside. <laughs> I know it's probably a little bit difficult to think about the month of June right now because it is freezing cold in December. But uh, June has uh, quite a few games lined up. Um, June 2nd, we get Street Fighter VI. We should cut that. Okay. That's fun. Four days later. I like that you didn't ask if I had thoughts because I sang. I figured if you had anything really like important to say, you would have said it before singing. We talked about it a bunch during the Game Awards episode a couple weeks ago, so I'm, I think the audience knows what I think, and I think my song is more productive right now. I agree, and I would rather hear you sing. Thank you. Uh, four days later, on June 6th, we get Diablo 4 uh, <gasps> from Blizzard Activision. Ugh. Ugh. I don't like to think about the fact that it is Activision. I just like in my brain, I'm like, this is just some game that people are excited for. And then you're like, what if it came from a demonic company? Well, that's (laughs) fitting because it's about demons. What if it came from the worst company that you've ever heard of? Well, I've got good news for you because it it does. Um, (laughs) uh, You can actually, if you pre-purchase the game now, they'll let you get into early access, which I think is kind of silly. But um I am not doing that. And I'm probably, I don't think I'm going to play this game. I don't know. I probably won't because it looks good, but at what cost? Um, None. It's on Game That Pass. is coming. That is. Com- oh. Sorry. You just ask at what cost and I can literally tell you the cost. Zero dollars. Oh. Right. Kind of ruined my flow there. I was kind of riffing, but. Sorry. Uh, at what cost, Kelly? At what cost your spirit? 
which, as we said, fitting for uh, <laughs> Diablo. Now, mind you, this is all coming from somebody who has played Overwatch 2 extensively, so I really can't say anything about anything. Um, a couple weeks later, on June 22nd, is potentially uh, the biggest game of... Well, probably not the summer, but the biggest game in June, um, <laughs> Final Fantasy 16. I don't think it's going to be bigger than Zelda. It's I got. I feel like they might. Those might hit very hard in differing markets, kind of like the Pokemon and God of War thing. But it's going to be hard to tell till it gets here. You know. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, Final Fantasy 16 coming out on June 22nd. A darker, more high fantasy uh, Final Fantasy that we've seen in a couple years. So. Very exciting. We've talked about it extensively. Any thoughts, Andrew? I, I am just excited that Final Fantasy games come out now. Like, <laughs> well, because 15 came out in 2016. Oh, God. And then, obviously, this is a long time since that. You know, that was, that will have been seven years almost. But the thing to consider is we got a very large game in Final Fantasy VII Remake right in the middle. And theoretically, we're supposed to get more after that. So I feel like the Final Fantasy development cycle really has figured it out, and that's exciting. And this game also just looks so good. This is one of those ones we've talked about so much on the show that I don't think I need to reiterate, but I am so excited for Final Fantasy 16, and I just think it looks better every time we see it. I agree. So, Kelly, I don't know why I took this one from you on the sheet, but I'm going to do it anyway. Coming out. (laughs) August, no date, but just August, the full release of Baldur's Gate 3. Woo! How excited Woo! are you for this? Like, Woo! how excited? Woo! Woo! Yeah. Why are you barking? Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm excited. I, uh, I've talked about this game so much. Um, I think that in a year that I where I had initially believed I would be playing Dragon Age to at least have this game is a is very exciting for me because I have spent so much time in the early access and I've had so much fun and I discover something new every time I play which is incredible to say for an early access game. Um I am so excited for this game. I think it's going to be really really good. Because I think a lot of love and a lot of care have been put into it. And I think that they have been working on it for a very long time. Um, August, here we come. Woo, woo. That's my train. I liked your train. That was exciting. When I'm excited I was younger, out of principle for you. What? Thank you. When I was younger, I had one of those like wooden whistles that when you blow into it sounds like a train whistle. Oh, I love those things. I wish I had it with me right now. We should get We'd one of those. We'd be riding the hype train. We should get two of those so we can use that whenever we're hyped. <gasps> we should. That would probably be a disaster audio-wise. Well, we would go away from the mic. We wouldn't be like, choo-choo. You know what I mean? I beg to differ. I would be like, choo-choo. <laughs> we would be like, <laughs> Well, there you go. Let's just do that. I guess that's not the same. Kelly, August is the last release date we have for Baldur's Gate 3 but we do have one more window that we got very recently and that is the fall release window of Spider-Man 2 for PlayStation 5 um Woo! 
It's hard to talk about a game we know nothing about, really, besides the fact that it has, like, two protagonists and it's against Venom. But I'm excited still, because Spider-Man 1 was incredibly fun, and I think Miles Morales was a fun little expansion, so... And I I like Venom. Yeah. Venom. The only thing... Uh Uh-huh. Go ahead. I feel like the only thing I have questions about is the open world, because I've now explored that open world thoroughly in New York City twice because I did Spider-Man 2018 and then Spider-Man Miles Morales which is the same open world so I don't know what they'll do they're gonna make a new Donk City heck yeah I wanna do that what if they did no it has to be New York Never mind. but they could do I guess they could do like they could do Jersey Joyzy yeah or just like a like something disastrous happened and New York is like destroyed you know, yeah. so that yeah. it, it looks different and plays different. I'm excited to see Venom. Yeah. I think he's very handsome. Um, I think we should probably call it there because I don't want that to be in the audience's <laughs> mind. <laughs> Have you seen the movie? Okay. Nope. Have I seen what movie? Oh, you're talking about like Tom Hardy? No. I'm talking about Venom the alien. The symbiote. Does he look like something specifically? He looks. What are you talking about? He looks like a black, a big, goopy, black Spider-Man. I thought with a smile, with a mouth. Yeah, but that's when he takes over the guy, right? He looks like a little piece. He looks like a little gloop. He's like a little goopy thing. Yeah, because I looked up symbiote and it's just pictures of Venom. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. So there's no pictures, just little gloop blog. Well, he he well. I won't spoil the movie Venom for you. <laughs> well, I'm not going to see Venom, but I will see Venom. Oh, there it is. Ew. Why are you saying ew? He's little. He's a little guy. It just looks like vomit. No. You're wrong. Okay. I don't think you're looking at the right thing. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, Kelly, that's officially a wrap wow! on 2022 for Talking wow! Games. Wow! Wow! <laughs> We're, We're we- done. <laughs> we're done. We're closing the book on 2022. We're sick of it, and we're sick of you, audience. Oh. I mean... Um. I love you, audience. <laughs> I love you like I love Venom. No, I don't. Oh, that's rude. No, it's just... It's a different kind of love. Okay. It's like loving a dog versus loving your sibling. Which one's the dog? Well, that wasn't really what I meant. I mean, that was just, I was just trying to, I used that example to elucidate what I was saying. Um, uh, it was really, yeah. really nice doing this episode with you, Andrew. Uh, it was really nice um, doing this for 2022. Um, <clears throat> thank you so much for listening, everybody. Why do you I'm, sound so nervous? Take a breath. I'm not nervous. <laughs> <clears throat> I feel fine. <laughs> We're ending this episode on the perfect energy to, to encapsulate what 2022 was. <laughs> I feel fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to say just real quick. Thank you to the audience. Thank you deeply for uh, listening every week, for caring about the content that we bring, for caring about the the opinions of two silly little gamers. <laughs> sitting in front of the little microphones and coming to you every week. Um, this show means, this show means a, a great deal to me. 
It really does. Uh, doing this every week is a privilege. It's one that makes me feel makes me feel in touch with the video games I'm playing. It makes me feel in touch with the audience that we're reaching. It makes me feel in touch with my co-host Kelly. It makes me. <laughs> Can you? I just waved. Just waved. Uh, I care so deeply about video games, and the fact that I'm able to share that with. Um, the best co-host in the world and the best audience in the world is just so incredible. And I, I feel like I, I privilege, it's just privilege. And we've been through a, f this is our first full year. And I feel like that really proves that we, you know, are in it. It's like once you serve, you know, we survived seven months in the first year and that's exciting, but like, we made it through a whole calendar year. We saw every game that came out. We talked about everything we played, and that was so exciting. And I'm ending I'm ending this year feeling like I'm lucky to have done it and also indescribably excited for the coming year, for the games we just talked about, for the games that we're going to tell you about next week, and, of course, for all of the regular episodes that you're going to get. <laughs> in the weeks after that and the months after that and hopefully if we are so lucky the years after that wow i don't know how to follow that up um i will echo your sentiment that i am <clears throat> i feel very very privileged to share this time and this space with you um and our audience our listeners and I'm so, so excited for next year. And I know that I get silly a lot, um, but I am sincerely grateful for um, just to be here and to talk about this because I feel the same. It's like you feel more connected um, on, on, a, on a number of levels. Um, so like I said, I feel very, very grateful to be a part of this and you kind of... Um, uh, summed it up pretty well so thank you everybody for a wonderful 2022 and I'm so excited to have you all listen in again next year what do we even say after like I feel <laughs> so emotional and now I'm sitting here like oh crap now we have to actually end the episode I will leave you with one thing yes yeah. and one thing only the Kelly classic <laughs> Bye. <laughs> you can't. You can't treat the it's audience like that. Joke. That was I'm genuinely one of the best plot twists of my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. I would never. I've never. Bye.